Hi, I'm Laura Brady, CEO of Concierge Auctions. And hi, I'm Chad Roffers, Chairman of Concierge Auctions. And this is Block Talk. We have a group with us today listening in to Block Talk. Um, I'm Laura Brady. I'm the CEO of Concierge Auctions. I am joined by two of my very, very favorite and fun friends, Caroline Paul and Seth Oburn. Thank you, Caroline and Seth, for being with us today. We are going to be discussing the business of giving back. So how Caroline and her company, Give Back Homes, um, is involved with us here at Concierge and with Seth, and what we've kind of learned along the way of the beauty of giving back and how it can be incorporated into our businesses and perhaps others too. So thanks for joining us. Um, Caroline, will you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself? So through our work with Give Back Homes, we've been able to help businesses, um, specifically in the real estate industry, become a force for social good. So um, I think at the very core, we all know and agree that everyone wants to feel good about their purchases, whether it's a pair of socks or a multi-million dollar home. Um, and so that's really the, the idea behind Give Back Homes. So we originally created this over seven years ago now, and we started working directly with real estate agents and brokerages so that every time they um, help their clients buy or sell a home, they could also help build a home for a family in need. Um, and through that process, we send a nice little note to the clients, thanking them for making you know, this possible. The agent makes a donation. They feel good about it. The client feels good about it. The family feels good about having a safe place to call home. So it's just good, good, good vibes all around. And um, to this day, we continue to to do that. And we've also introduced a few new ways of giving, um, like after disasters, you know, providing disaster relief, clean drinking water, fresh, healthy meals to communities in need, um, obviously this year especially. Um, and it's all thanks to the agents that support us, like Seth and the, the O'Burn team, and companies like yours, Laura, who, who make it all possible. So, yeah. You're the best, Caroline. And what <laughs> made you think of starting Get Back Homes? So, Blake... Yeah. So Blake Andrews, my business partner and I, we both used to work at Tom's Shoes. So that's really where we were inspired to. Uh, I mean, we both started working at Tom's because we wanted to work for a company that, um, you know, was was doing good. And then through that experience, we realized that, um, you know, there's a lot of people who are in need of safe shelter when we travel to Central America. So we came back and through the process of, you know, he was buying a home himself for his family. And so that's where um, we had the idea, what if we could apply a similar model to the real estate world? So that's what inspired Give Back Homes. And there you are. And not only are you inspiring people through your work with Get Back Homes, but those people are then inspiring others. We were talking about that as we waited in the green room a little bit. So we'll talk about that in a little bit longer, how it's a kind of self-fulfilling, growing thing that once we experience other people doing it, then uh, realize the joy in it. And Seth, you certainly have done a ton uh, yourself and with the Oburn team. So tell us a little bit about you. Who are you? Where are you? <laughs> yeah, I know it's a little weird. I'm actually here in a studio right now. I am filming. Uh, we have a fun little show that we do uh, with me and my son. That's like a feel good thing that we do for our, we have a pretty, pretty large social media following. So we do a lot of stuff that's specific about real estate. We do like a celebrity gossip TV show for Instagram TV, IGTV, where me and my toddler, my two o'clock, uh, my two year old toddler 
um, talk about celebrities that are buying and selling real estate, salacious little stories in real estate. It's just a funny, it's a fun thing. Parents seem to love it quite a bit. So uh, we, uh, we're in a studio right now. We're trying to step up our production value, but, um, so yeah, so I've ran the O'Byrne team now since 2003, 2004, uh, we're coming into, you know, around about 17 years in the real estate business. I, uh, we've sold about a billion dollars in San Diego real estate, super productive real estate company, really proud of that. But, you know, I think there's really two things that are really important about our team that set us apart that, um, uh, don't come just from a desire to, differentiate our business, but more so because these are things we really true do sincerely care about. One of which is um, marketing uh, as a form of artwork. Uh, we're very passionate about the creative advertising that we do for our real estate and for our clients. Um, uh, and so art and employing artists and being in the art community and creating great, beautiful storytelling marketing, I think is something that we care about quite a bit. Um, and then number two, giving back. Charity has always been the backbone of uh, what we do, we have a, a pediatric cancer foundation that we've been involved with where we set up summer camps for kids that are battling cancer, um, their quality of life programs. So though we might not be able to find the cure for cancer, uh, you know, this summer, we can help kids who are battling it right now to just have a better summer and feel like a normal kid. Um, and then when Give Back Homes came into our lives, uh, that became really our main foundation that we focus on and obviously that's what today is, is all about, but we're just, we're, I'm, I'm excited to be here and excited to talk about it. So let's talk a little bit about business for social good. Caroline, you use the word social good or words a lot. Can you just tell us a little bit about what you mean by that and the incorporation of social good into business? Good is my favorite word. I, I do love that. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's just like the simplest way to explain it. I mean, leveraging your business for social good. Um, it's something that has been, you know, it was pioneered like almost 15 years ago by Tom's and the one for one, you know, concept and has inspired thousands of other businesses to do the same. Um, and I think, Laura, what you guys are doing with Key for Key is the perfect example of it where you build it into the DNA of how you do business. I don't know. I mean, this might be off topic, but this was kind of like a shower thought I had earlier. But something I've realized, because I always feel like I talk for years, I talk about how easy it is to give back. Like, oh, it's so easy. Like, you should just donate. You should just, you know, donate and watch what, you know, we could do with your money or donate or go volunteer and watch how it changes you. But something I've just like thought about or realized is that it actually takes a lot of courage to give. Like, it takes courage to donate or volunteer, or do something nice or unexpected for someone. Like if you start noticing all the ideas you have in your head, like, oh, maybe I should go do this or maybe I should go do that, especially for like a stranger, like giving compliments to a stranger. Like sometimes you second guess it and you're like, I, I might be look, look, look like a weirdo or it might not be received well or whatever. Um, but or walking by and just smiling at people, it takes a little bit of courage. And those are just little things. So then if you think about like how businesses like yours have given back in such a big way, both of you guys. That's a lot of courage and audacity. And so I will forever applaud both of you guys for, for having the courage to do that sort of stuff because not a lot of people do. I mean, Seth, you spread confetti everywhere you go. Laura, <laughs> you you were like, yeah, let's build hundreds of homes for people in Central America. Like the audacity to do something like that is, uh, is very inspiring. So answers your questions, but I was, I really wanted to, to say that about both of you guys today. You guys are not human and the world needs more people like you. So, and it's good for business. It is great for business. 
Well, when you said that about Seth spreading confetti, is that what you said? He spreads confetti wherever he goes? Yeah, everywhere he goes. He's just like, boom, 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 confetti, blah, 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 blah. Yesterday, we were talking about the new Trolls movie, back to like Seth's uh, son being nearby him, and Tiny Diamond, and Tiny Diamond is my name, and I'll throw glitter in your face. That's you, Seth. So you can be like, (laughs) watch watch Tiny Diamond. (laughs) hey look life is super short like i think the plan is to have as much fun as possible and you know just like giving and charity and and that that human side is infectious i think frivolity um and just being silly is infectious there's something really beautiful about someone has to be silly first for everyone else to be a comfortable being silly and, you know, I think, I think one of the things that I love so much about what we've been able to figure out is when we, when we stopped worrying so much about being so serious, it started paying dividends to our business because we started attracting people that thought that that was courageous to be silly. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's uh, equally courageous to give. And I think at the very end of the day, like, especially looking at my, like my son who I've just been filming with all morning, um, you know, he does two things really well that I think adults are bad at one he just does silly stuff because it makes him laugh. And two, he just wants to make you happy and he wants to make other people happy. And like, that's something I think when we get older, sometimes we lose. And I think as we get become older, we have to really fight to keep. I completely agree. I also think, I mean, obviously this year, it's just been, you know, disaster after disaster. There's a disaster. There's hurricanes going on right now in Central America that unfortunately are like, you know, completely crushing, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of Honduras and Nicaragua and El Salvador. And, you know, it, it's one of our biggest challenges is like, how do you, you know, make sure people are aware of that news, but also there's a thing called disaster fatigue. Like when your brain just gets like boggled down by disaster after disaster after disaster. And it's our challenge to figure out how do we focus? How do we help um, without adding to that fatigue? Um, because it's depressing. And, um, you know, you got to figure out how to make it, how to how to spread, share joy and share inspiration to then help. But anyways, I agree with you. <laughs> I love that, Caroline. Think about, yeah, how to just bring happiness into those situations. And Um, So as we get into um, business for social good, another thing that I thought I'd bring up. So at Concierge Auctions, I didn't bring this up earlier in the call, who we are. If you don't know us and you're just joining the call um, today, haven't met Concierge Auctions before. So my company helps to sell homes for high-end clients around the world through an auction platform. So we market the property and sell the property in a period of 30 to 60 days and have amassed a great database of followers that purchase and sell high-end real estate. But one reason or and one reason in that that we decided to give back is that, you know, in a lot of the properties that we sell, the clients don't necessarily need those homes. We sell a lot of second and third and fourth homes for clients. And so in order to kind of turn that good, the benefit that we receive monetarily from helping those clients through those difficult situations, and then put it on the other end of the spectrum towards clients that don't even have, or excuse me, people who don't even have a roof over their head and helping them to have a new home. um, That's really brought a boost to our company culture. So with with Caroline discussing when we got to know Caroline at Give Back Homes, 
my business partner, Chad, went down on a build trip to Nicaragua and helped in a home that we were helping to fund down there. And he came back and had just been so changed by that experience and had, you know, the one for one idea from Tom's in his head that with every home we sell, we could build a home for a family in need. And yeah, talk about like, courage, we had to really think about this and dig deep on whether we could make it happen. And ultimately, what we decided was, we wanted to, one, we knew that we wanted to make a difference, but kind of um, biting the bullet and taking the the cost of funding homes kind of above the line is how I discuss it instead of below the line. So in other words, we don't wait until figuring out what revenue we're going to make on a transaction or annually before deciding how much we're going to give. Instead, we're absorbing the cost of building a new home into the cost of goods sold every time that we sell a house. So just like an advertising plan or photography or, you know, other costs that we incur above the line before we sell or as part of selling that home, we have a line item for the funding that's going to go to give back homes. Um, so that, of course, is something that then we had to tighten our belt in other areas of expenditure throughout the business in order to kind of make room for that or, you know, that we felt comfortable with. But at the end of the day, we have reaped the benefit of the company really rallying behind this, all of our employees and customers for that matter, you know, rally behind the lives that we're changing, um, not just for the clients that we're selling their home through our core business, but of course the, the families that we're building for. So, I mean, we have only Caroline to thank for that, for ingraining that in us. And also um, she runs this program within our company, which makes it easy for us also. So not to mention the fact that you guys have sent like almost a hundred of your employees down to go help build homes, which has been, which has always been my favorite part of, of my gig is being able to lead those groups of people to, you know, this tiny little rural community in the middle of El Salvador, Nicaragua. And here we are a group of like 10 or 15 people from all over the U S helping a family we've never met before. Like it's always my greatest joy. Um, so thank you for making that possible. Yeah, it's really an employee. Thank you. Um, it's really a, a benefit. Also, the way that our employees see it is this is a perk for them, right? Well, one, to be part of giving back in such a substantial way, but being able to have those build trips. Um, when we were able to travel more readily, we were doing those probably once a quarter where we were sending 10 right. to 15 employees once a quarter down to build. And how cool when they come back and have this, you know, life-changing experience. We have other perks like that for employees of sending them to, you know, their conference of choice for the year, that kind of thing, continuing education. So this is a similar line item, you know, for other business owners that might be listening, you know, to that. What are other perks that you're offering to employees? And while at first when we started doing that, we were thinking, well, is this too presumptive to think that people are going to want to go and like give their, you know, physical bodies and build and, you know, screw and hammer and, you know, you know, live near the properties while they're building them through the weekend. Um, <laughs> they all come back with yeah. great stories. They all come back with amazing stories of like their experiences, which maybe are, do you have some of your employees? Are they joining us live? Shout out to all the people who have come with us on a build trip. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. And also, I mean, I love that's, you know, the most unexpected or unlikely, you know, pairings of things like you guys coming, you know, from Austin or, or you know, your employees are all over the US. And then, like I said, traveling down to these communities, Seth, similarly, you and I are just talking earlier this week that you're going to get involved in a project that we have launching with um, Waves for Water, helping the Navajo Nation um, get access to clean drinking water. It's like, that's such an unlikely, you know, kind of pairing. And that's what I, I love, right? Like 40% of the homes in the Navajo Nation don't have running water. And now because of support from Seth and the O'Borden team, like we will have that. So uh, they're working on it right now, the solution. So uh, those stories are just, I love them. That's what, I, that's what, that's my why. <laughs> it's interesting, you know, in thinking about, you know, my company is, is, is so small by comparison to concierge auctions, but, you know, small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and really large corporations all have the same problems when you're trying to really make that dream company. And I think one of the first things that any leader has to establish with their employment staff, whether it's sales or marketing, accounting, management, whatever it is, is how do we rally behind the same war cry, right? Like, how do we all start? How do we establish the soul of the company? And that's something that I think um, for many years I struggled with um, because, you know, we all know our core values, um, but there's something incredibly disingenuous about hearing, you know, we all, we've, we've seen these on television, right? A commercial of a company saying CVS cares. Well, like, what does that mean? And is that really just because you're looking for more customers? Um, you know, it feels disingenuous, even which I think is a great advertising campaign, but like love is what makes Subaru a Subaru. Well, like how, you know, and I think for a small business, I always struggled with knowing that giving back and being part of my community on a bigger level was important. And that was my why, but, you know, I couldn't tangibly explain that to my clients until I had a way, I had an actual act that I did. And that then of course creates stories. And those sorts of stories are things that my employees talk out, talk about with their clients and their, and their friends and their sphere of influence and their other partners that they work with. Being able to not just say, hey, we care, but hey, we build homes for the homeless. We fly to Nicaragua and help families that have never met us ever before. And we make their life our priority, um, you know, you know, do you really care? Yes. I just got back from Nicaragua. Like that's a big, I think there's a big difference between a company saying, oh, in our mission statement, we're going to make sure that we help people or <laughs> actually going out and really doing the work. I think that that difference is critically important. I think the consumer um, and the employee expects it again, whether it's a 16 person team that I have here in Southern California or concierge auctions, that's an international company now. So I, I think, I think it's relevant for all sizes of business. Without a doubt. I mean, one thing, Caroline, that I love about give back also for agents is that information that you arm the agents with in the form of social media posts, signage, you know, ways that they can use your amazing branding and quotes and such to include that into your business. Can you talk a little bit about that for anyone who might be interested in? Benefiting? Yeah. I mean, 
And also hello to any Give Back Homes members who are joining us today. I don't know. Hopefully we have a few out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, we want to make it as easy as possible to incorporate this into your business as well, too. So not only are we providing, you know, seamless ways to donate and volunteer and give back, but also like how do you incorporate that into your everyday business so that you have like a little thing to talk about at a listing appointment or, you know, consistent messaging on your social media or just different ways to continue talking about it, reminding your clients that you're part of this and they are too when they work with you as well. So um, yes, we we do that. Corey on our marketing team is the is the main person behind all of that. And she is my angel. <laughs> and she's listening. So that's why I'm like, <laughs> yes, thank you, Corey. Anyways, uh, yeah. So we do all those things. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. You're awesome. <laughs> And y'all were talking about um, the project in San Diego, Seth, that your team worked on. And then is it the coincidence of you having a listing near the property? Is that what you were saying? No, I was I'm trying to get my camera on at the time. No, it's okay. It's okay. No, it's just really ironic because it's a section of San Diego that I don't work in a lot, you know, much like concierge auctions. Um, you know, we sell, you know, luxury homes in, in nice communities, gated oceanfront ranches, that kind of stuff. Um, Logan Heights, uh, which is right, which I'm essentially filming at a studio that's close to Logan Heights. It's one of the nice studios here uh, in, near downtown San Diego. Is actually, I'm literally blocks from the project that just last year, Caroline, Corey, all of the O'Burn team, and my wife, um, we came down and built, helped all day, build, uh, helped with a section of building a home uh, here in Logan Heights, um, which was an unbelievable project. And it just, it's kind of funny. It's serendipitous. It's a weird coincidence that I happen to be right here, right down the street. I could literally finish this call and go walk down to the project, um, which I do have to say, you know, Laura and Caroline, building and funding homes in Nicaragua is, um, is, is great. And I do believe in that Bill Gates you know, that Bill Gates uh, line that he says something about, you know, one of the reasons he gives so much to third world countries is, you can make so much more of an impact on more humans in a larger way because the dollars go further and the need is so much more great. Um, at the same time, I have to tell you, you know, I drive by that project probably once a month on, on my way to appointments, on my way to sell apartment buildings. Um, you know, it's, it's not so far from our downtown office. And so what's cool about it is very tangible for me that there's a place in our city that I swung very awkwardly when I, and I was swinging the hammer with a right hand and everyone was like, are you left-handed? Cause like, <laughs> I like literally I am, I've never constructed anything in my entire life. Um, I, my tool belt is from Ikea, by the way, it's bright orange. <laughs> um, my son's stolen most of the pieces off of it, but like, you know, it was, we like swung hammers for, you know, from sun, literally from sunrise to after sunset. Um, and so it just, it really feels tangible to me to that Give Back Homes not only has allowed us to do stuff overseas, but again, that, that feels a little distant, right? From day to day, especially, you know, Laura, like you and I are in, you know, 10,000 square foot, you know, mega houses um, to have, you know, I have a probably about a $14 million penthouse condo coming up in downtown San Diego, that high rise in from the balcony, you can see the projects that Caroline and I worked on. Um, I mean, it's that wow. close to the stuff that we do. So it, it feels um, there's something really emotional about having projects in your own backyard. And that, that's why I'm just so excited that, 
Give Back Homes is not just overseas. It also does a lot of stuff right here in our backyard. For sure. I mean, Caroline, you've been all over the U.S. with your local agent communities, right? And you just help rally a build day wherever it's needed, right? Yeah, I mean, and shout out to Jessica Northrup in Denver, who just coordinated a build day in Denver. She Her goal is every year she funds a complete home for a family in Nicaragua and a local build day in her market, to your point, Seth, about the importance of both, right? And um, she just did one last month, which is the, our first build day since March, you know, because of this year. So we were so excited to see her out there doing that. And we're so grateful to all of our members who really like, you know, there people are really like calling, doubling down, like, what more can we do? How else can we get involved? Like people, all of our members have been so amazing in that way. Um, but yeah, we, we, we do have build days all over the U S you know, I, I, uh, Laura, you know, one of the things, and I know we're going to dig into it a little bit more, but you know, about finding your why, um, since we're on the slide right now, um, I didn't see this one of the things oh. that I found just anecdotally in my own life, and I'm interested to hear how you guys feel about it. And I'm also interested, um, if anyone else has thought this, you know, of, of all these people that are in attendance, you know, if anyone else is, is, is listening and is like, oh, I relate to that. Um, being driven by financial gain in business does actually work for a very small number of people. I, I do believe that there are, you know, out of 100% of the people doing business out there, I, I'm certain maybe two, three, four, five percent of those people could literally just be driven by financial gain. But for a much larger group of us, financial gain, that sort of fades. You reach a point as you get older, and I certainly did, I did fairly quickly, where doing business for the purpose of having money it just didn't, I didn't jump out of bed anymore. And when I think about my why, what's interesting about Give Back Homes and the other, um, you know, charitable uh, charities that we we support is it gives me more reasons to bounce out of bed at sunrise. It gives me more reasons to work hard. It gives me more reasons to sell more real estate. And I think that, especially now that, you know, I'm a father now twice, uh, you know, I have, I have a baby you start realizing that um, fundamentally what matters in life is what that money can do for you and what it can do for others. Um, and once you have, you know, a car, uh, Netflix, um, a laptop, uh, um, maybe a Peloton nowadays, like you start running out of things to buy and you start running out of reasons to work hard and to grow your business. Um, and there's something about, giving that I think gives you a why that actually makes you a more productive professional, makes your business more financially strong because you have a reason that sort of never ends. And I know to Caroline's point, you know, people do get disaster fatigue. Um, certainly I, I am exhausted when I watch the news. I'm sure most of us are. Um, but at the same time, that's a never ending why like those, the disasters do not end the human suffering does not go away, right? You will reach a point where you have, and I know it's something that's like after $150,000 a year or something, or 50,000, after $50,000 a year, your happiness level never goes, it can, does not continue to go up. I guess that's some sort of statistic. And yet th there is a, a, a never ending amount of, of suffering that we can impact by giving. And, and so 
as you approach, okay, I have my own shelter. I have these things that I want. And then also some part of I've, I've fed my own ego that I could do it. I could climb to the mountaintop in professional and my entrepreneurial exploits. Um, th- there then is this other thing that I think keeps people working for the rest of their lives. And that is how can I impact my family and how can I impact other families? Um, and I think one of the things I said to Caroline a couple of years back that I think about a lot is when I had my child, I realized that other people are actually our family too. We just haven't met them yet. And when you get to know people well, you start calling your friends family, you start thinking of the family, you realize strangers are just strangers because you haven't met each other yet. And that as I start thinking about my own paternal instincts to take care of the people that live underneath my roof, give back homes is a way to take care of all these other people that sincerely have all the wants and needs and hopes and dreams and fears that we do. Um, Give Back Homes provides a conduit to meet people that you, again, would otherwise not know and not be able to create this impact. Well said, absolutely. I mean, I was just, to to your point, I mean, I was just talking with um, Laura Miriam from Nicaragua, just making sure that she was okay. She's all good. I was like, I'm going to be talking with Laura tomorrow. You know what I mean? So it, it it's true. It's like, it's really, truly connecting and staying connected to those communities. Like, it's not like we just, you know, we go and, and, and one and done or whatever. Like we don't, we stay in touch. And I love that. Um, we have that aspect of it as well, too. Yes. So Miriam is one of the women in, in Nicaragua community that we helped to build. And y'all hear me okay? I have a lot of, okay. Um, So she, I believe she's a mother of seven or eight, Caroline, in the community that she raised her children in the community where we helped to build, to finish out a lot of homes in that community. Um, So we built for a home for her. And then three months after she moved into her home, I think it was, I went down there for a build day for a home for her daughter. And just getting to know in two days of being down there, getting to know the family so well, all the families in the community really, and Seth, the family that you built for in San Diego, I know you drive by that house now a lot and you probably, I'm sure you think of the life they now have that's easier than it was before. You have a comment about that? Yeah. Um, so thinking about not just seeing the house and the great structure that you built, but of course the family that is now forever impacted their entire life has changed because of the contribution that you made. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And I always think that it, that finding your why is like an interesting topic. Cause I don't, I, I personally don't think you ever like find your why. It's not like you just like look underneath the pillow one day and you're like, Oh, there it is. Like, I think it's a, a, a collection of a bunch of choices that you make small choices or preferences that you make throughout your life. And, you know, eventually one day you, you look around and you're like, Oh wow, I'm really proud of what I've done or what we've accomplished together. Um, so, cause I know a lot of people are like, oh, I haven't found my why, or I don't know if I have my purpose and da, 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 da. And it's just like, I think it's just, you just make a bunch of small choices or big choices or commitments. And then one day you look around and you're like, wow, this is dope. You know? So that's, that's kind of what's led me to where, to realizing my why, I guess. <laughs> this is dope. I found it without even having to think about exactly <laughs> what it's going to be. 
Awesome. Well, we're getting some questions. I actually didn't bring up at the beginning of the webinar, but for those of you who are listening in your control panel, you have the ability to submit questions to us and I can see them on the back end from our team. Um, one, which is very timely, of course, to today is how has COVID affected your mission of giving back and have you shifted gears? Caroline, I know you have moved around a lot this year. Um, so we can talk a little bit about that moved around, meaning shifted gears as far as what's possible and changing people's plans. Yeah, I mean, obviously at the very beginning, it was just kind of like a holy crap kind of a moment and like, what do we do? And it was just overwhelming. And, you know, at that point, a lot of our projects, like the actual construction projects were all put on hold. Um, and so we just kind of refocused on some of our favorite organizations that are doing amazing work on the front lines, which is like, um, World Central Kitchen, which is providing to communities in need across the U.S. and all over the world. They're actually in Honduras right now providing meals to communities that have been cut off from a lot of because of the flooding and everything like that. Um, and providing PPE through an organization called Direct Relief. So we did a lot of work like that. We also helped our members who wanted to mobilize in their own communities, just helping them get organized and coordinating and um, connecting them to food banks and, and things like that. So we did do that we shifted pretty quickly towards um, helping in ways like that. And now, you know, as we're, you know, people are kind of like figuring out how to continue functioning and our construction projects are, you know, back, they're working and they're moving and all that sort of stuff. So we're just kind of like getting everyone as much information as possible so they can continue donating. And um, like I said, even going out and volunteering now again. So um, we'll see, we'll see what, what tomorrow brings, but that's how we've kind of shifted. Um, I'm not traveling as much anymore, which has been a personally a big shift for me. Um, you know, I'm so used to just always being out on a build site or doing something or looking forward to build trips. Um, so not having the, those on my calendar was a, a bit of a challenge for me personally, but um, I've just been picking up the phone and talking to our members more and just like seeing what, what their needs are and then also seeing what the needs of our nonprofit partners are as well too. And then connecting them, for example, like Seth and you know connecting him to the project in the Navajo Nation that he's now gonna be supporting, like that's amazing. So that's, that's what we've been doing. <laughs> I've also been trying to perfect how to smile with a mask on. I just like when you're walking by, you know, strangers, like you're just like squint your eyes really hard. I've also <laughs> been perfecting that so that they know I'm still smiling underneath. <laughs> and another question in 2021, do you have different plans for get back homes, Caroline? Do you have any ideas of direction in 2021? Give Back Homes has been doing, we've been pretty, you know, sticking to our core from day one. Like our, our very, you know, original idea was to build one home for a family in need in Nicaragua and, you know, share the before, the during and the after, the impact of that and always connecting our donors with the families or the stories um, that they're supporting and really showing them, you know, in a tangible way where their money is going. And that's what always been our goal and it will continue to be our goal. And then as things come up unexpectedly, then we will do our best to adjust to those things as well too. I had a couple comments on the notion of Seth, your point is a great one about the fact that when giving to markets outside of yours, it's not as visible and sometimes can be harder to get to. Um, so, and we have, as a company, when we decided on the one-for-one, one, we did take on that same view of affecting, I hadn't seen that from Bill Gates, but that is yeah. 
we have the same point of view of us trying to affect as many lives as we can. Um, and that's how we decided to do the one for one as opposed to having, you know, local investment, I suppose. And the other thing is that we, our business is so dispersed in different markets. We've done some build days domestically, but we don't have just one market that we're planted in, I guess. Um, so that was another reason. But for us, then the challenge lies in how do we incorporate that what's going on in Central America and South America into the lives of everyone who isn't there experiencing it real time. Um, so build days, of course, help us to get team down there and do some construction, but then build continues throughout the year when you're not there. Um, I'll give a shout out to Caroline and Give Back Homes that in that regard, they can help to find information, bring information. We have information that's coming soon to our company about new initiatives that we're doing with Key for Key and how we can bring those into the lives of people locally, like doing some video webinars like this with the actual residents and build days that are going on down there in El Salvador. Um, and also mentioning, you mentioned Miriam, who's one of my friends from a prior build day. She and I are still Facebook friends and she comments on, you know, a lot of things that I post, which is really cute. So <laughs> figuring out how to just maintain um, the awareness of making sure we're remembering and still continuing to enjoy you know, the good and how it lives on is really important. One other thing that I just love, love about what Caroline does for our program is she provides the photos and bios of every single family that obtains a house so that we get that, you know, um, personalization because we're not able to meet them all in person. So. Absolutely. Okay, so another question, I like this one, and it might be one that we'll um, near the end on, but I'd love to hear everyone's most memorable giving back moments. Caroline, you have like a billion of these, I'm sure. I know, that's why I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what I want to, a most memorable giving back moment. You know, I tend to like, you know, the, obviously we, we're, we're there to build homes, but I, I find the greatest like I, I get goosebumps when like I randomly turn a corner and I like catch Laura just like coloring with a group of kids or or I'll catch, you know, someone on the on the trip just like blowing bubbles with the kids or playing or doing that's not even related to, you know, the the actual construction or the building of the home. So I have a million of those. And so those are really the moments that I always remember or, you know, always try and and take photos of or cherish for for that person. So those are I, I like the smaller little tiny moments. But yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, so the last bill day in Nicaragua that that or one of the last ones and the Auburn team went on it Kiki Jones and Erica Spears uh who Erica then worked on our team um when they went down I couldn't go down because I couldn't tell a soul but my wife was pregnant with our first and Zika virus was going on down there so I had a very private Caroline was actually the first person to find out that my wife was pregnant because uh, I had to somehow figure out, and she helped me spin this complicated story of um, why we couldn't go down. My wife and I were originally supposed to go down, and it was a really important thing in our relationship um, for us to do this together. We sort of agreed that finding a shared purpose uh, around charity was something that was 
um, something we both really wanted to be a part of our our marriage. And so we weren't able to go, but it was funny because Caroline and I had this little conversation, which is literally the first, like she knew before my mom knew, but we got a uh, retribution because when we did the local build day, um, my, my wife then not pregnant, um, it came and we, you know, we drove down that morning and we got to build a house, uh, you know, and, or t- take part in a build day. And I remember there's like a moment where her and I were building, we were actually building out the framework of the windows. Um, before we popped in the, the, the dual, dual pane glazed windows and we're building the frame and she was working with a guy who had worked, uh, building homes like that, um, for a really long time. And he had been involved in building homes for the homeless for a long time. And I remember it was like a really emotional, I kind of get emotional right now thinking about it, but like, you know, we had our kid at home, you know, her mom was watching our child and, you know, the family that was going to move in was a veteran was a father, uh, had fallen on hard times, but was a wonderful person, just caught a couple of really bad breaks. You know, I remember watching my wife, like building this window that was going to be his kitchen window. Like when he was washing his dishes with his kids running up and, you know, grabbing his leg and, you know, and him, him hanging out with his family, like that was, that was the window he was going to look out of and, uh, you know, overlooked Logan Heights and here in San Diego. And, I, I don't know. It was just amazing to see someone you love so much, like do something for somebody else. And just like, it just, it was like slow motion. And I could picture literally the, the, you know, what, what was going to go on in that place we were standing. And that at that point was just, it was just like, you know, wood and timber from, you know, Home Depot. Um, but it was going to mean so, so, so much. And so we had a photographer come and take photos that day because it was a really special thing for our team, but it was, it was, and I didn't really like get too like emotional about it, like in public, but it was really emotional to me that my wife and I did that together. It, was, it, it, it just means a lot. You know, again, it's just that idea that like families, family is much bigger than just the people that live underneath your house or, you know, underneath your roof. And so um, anyways, I, it was funny because a, a day ago when I was thinking about this, I was actually going to those photos and I was looking at a photo that was snapped almost at that exact moment. And like, I literally choked up it just made me feel like we were really connected to something. Yeah. You got to remember too, my wife and I met at pool parties. Like we were a pretty frivolous in our twenties partying, figuring out what DJ was going to be playing at the next, you know, hotel party. Um, so, you know, like we're all grown up now and we're like building houses for the homeless and we have kids and stuff. So it's just, you know, it's just cool. Like it just, it has become a part of our marriage, you know, the, the moments like that. And, and that's something that, that, you know, again, like I got something from that day that was just so much more than I gave. Yeah. Mine, I think of so many listening to y'all saying yours um, with Caroline, I'm kind of with you on the little moments for, for me in the whole, this whole key for key initiative that we've had the experience of going down and, and, building the house is part of it but the whole experience of meeting the families being there in the community and in these communities in Nicaraguans and um, El Salvador 
the families, the houses are all fairly close to each other. And so the families are all running around, you know, they're outside all day long and have interactions with the kids and kicking a soccer ball with them or bringing them. Caroline would bring little boxes of crayons. There's only so much that we can bring to them, but we would take crayons and coloring books and they're so excited to color. And that's one thing that the relationships also they're forged with the other uh, get back homes members that are going on the trips. I mean, you experience with 10 to 15 other members that this experience that you will have for a lifetime of remembering them. So friends that are from different markets that I didn't know before will always have that bond together. So that's pretty cool. And then coming home, riffing off the kids thing, Seth. Um, I have a family too with young ones. And I remember when I got back from Nicaragua, it's always a kind of a jarring experience, the re-entry into, you know, a normal life after going on a trip like that and realizing so many things that, um, one that we were worried about before that we don't need to be worried about anymore. Or um, my, I remember the day that I got back, my kids were arguing over crayons, over what color crayon one of them had and the other one couldn't have. And I was like, you're lucky to have crayons. Like these kids had been like, they loved the idea that they had crayons to play no matter what color they were. So just kind of getting that experience of, of grounding um, ourselves. It's not all about, you know, giving back to others, but figuring out realize what's right and good and you know righteous and necessary in our own lives I guess helpful with that too obviously I've taken a lot of a lot of your employees and that's always something that comes up you know we kind of stay in touch on like our group chats or whatever each group and they're like wow the re-entry back you know to I mean a lot of them went back to work the next day or whatever and they're like it's 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 something that they weren't you know you don't realize how hard it, it is to go back you know, to go from one extreme to another. Yes. <laughs> and it takes a few weeks really to reacclimate. Um, but of course mm-hmm. the experience will stay with you forever. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I hate to close this out because I would just love to talk with y'all for so long and I wish <laughs> we'd be together in real life, but I'm going to close us near the end of the hour with one more slide of how I'm involved. So specifically with give back homes, What's the next step if someone's listening and they want to do something with you, Caroline? Yeah. I mean, if, if you are in the real estate industry in any, you know, or pretty much any industry and you just want to make giving back part of your everyday business, just go to givebackhomes.com and you can sign up right then and there. If you have the means and you feel compelled to donate to any of our projects, um, you just go to givebackhomes.com and click donate and you can um, do that as well really quickly and easily online. Or you can... Um, Reach out to us on social media at Give Back Homes. I mean, I know we're wrapping up, but like now is such a good opportunity to just double down. Obviously, Seth, you're tripling down on, on all your marketing and from a video standpoint, but like now is a great time to reintroduce who you are, what you do, and why you know you do it. So consumers right now have a chance to witness companies step up in really powerful um, and sometimes unexpected ways. And they will remember, you know, the ones that that are compelling. And that's extremely inspiring to me for our future and business for social good. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and actually, just because we talked about it when everyone was in the green room, but just to like say it very plainly, Give Back Homes is, or Concierge Auctions is the reason I'm with Give Back Homes. Because Laura and Chad and everybody there influenced me and showed me that this was an opportunity. And so though sometimes we worry about 
being too conspicuous, too showy with our giving. I think all of us that give have to remember that we also bear a responsibility to influence others to follow in our same charitable path. And being conspicuous about your giving is actually also, yes, you may be patting yourself on the back, but it's also a great, great way to influence others to do the same. I can't wait to see y'all in person again sometime, hopefully soon, not soon enough. But thank you, thank you for being with us today. And thank you everyone who joined in. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Bye guys. Thanks everyone. See you later. Bye guys, thank you.